0: ah good morning ladies and gentlemen i am one of your hosts blake Rufino. alongside me is my co-host and counterpart joe de leon good morning sir how are we doing
1: i'm doing wonderful we are uh, it's a, a vacation week gonna be traveling later on in the week it's fourth of july tomorrow happy birthday to our country Blake. you got anything fun planned for for tomorrow
0: just going to the mother in laws. I'm sure the kids will go swimming, or Ben will go swimming. Nothing really. I'm going to take a couple of days off from AYS. Mm. You know, just regroup, much deserved, and get ready for uh, the season. Get ready for football season. As Joe, I have, um, I have got a fever, and the only <laughs> prescription is more football. Hell yeah! I, pretty much all day yesterday. Now I watched the Yankees lose to the Cardinals. <laughs> Stupid Yankees, uh, but I watched the Yankees lose the series to the Cardinals yesterday. But mm. after that, you know, in my spare time, kids go take a nap, whatever. I'm sitting there. I'm sending you video clips of uh, of football. It just it's good to go back and remember what happened last season. Now that you kind of everything's off, you know, like you can just go and focus, and you know what already is going to happen. And so it was really good. It's getting it's getting good to get back into football season.
1: I will say. It was really funny at like 8 o'clock my time to receive the most random game you could have sent me. You sent me old Miss, Texas A&M to watch, which, you know, we had a little bit of a, a discussion on what some of the takeaways were from that. But I got to say, same thing for me where you played that, you know, you sent me that and I, I played it and I was watching that game. It really made me think like, damn, like we're really close to getting to watch these games live. Like I'm, I want to watch live. this this happen live.
0: Well, and not only that, you take away like how good old Miss's running game was. You take away, like, man, Texas A&M had seven freshmen that impacted that game, and they're within a score. You know, yeah. Then I, I, so I, we talked about A&M on the last show, and then I go back. Joe, they lost five games. Five of their seven games, they lost by six points or less. Something's gonna change. Yeah. A- I, I I get ridiculed by that, but but we'll see. I think if they let Petrino be Petrino, things will, will turn right there. But we're going to go to the ACC today, Joe. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Who, and we'll talk about this more in depth, who's it bigger for week one, LSU or Florida State? Who's got to win that game? Who does it mean more for?
1: And I know that we're going to really dive into this, but I'm leaning. I think it's bigger for Florida State because if Florida State wins that game or keeps it close is going to impact what their season-long ranking is going to be. And they really only have one other significant test, which is going to be Clemson. They're not going to play a lot of other ranked teams. Maybe there's a couple sprinkled in there that have decent seasons, but LSU will have opportunities to prove themselves. If they lose that game and they will be able to climb if they happen to lose that game. And it's going to help them if Florida state is ranked ahead of them for whatever that long-term ranking is for the rest of the season. So I, right now I I lean, I lean Florida state.
0: I tend to agree. And we'll talk about that in more depth. So I'm not going to give Mm -hmm. uh, my thoughts, but I, I tend to agree. We're also going to do an ACC breakdown. Listen, there's some intriguing teams here. Louisville's biggest game, as an example in the ACC, it's not even in the ACC. It's Notre Dame. Yes, they do face Duke. I, you know, we'll see. North Carolina can they come back? Is their defense worth a damn? We'll we'll figure that out. But I think it's a two horse race. I think it comes down to Clemson and Florida State. I think they'll rematch no matter what. I think they're going to rematch there at the end, and I think it's a two team race. Now you say that. When you have a number one overall pick at quarterback, anything can happen. So we'll have to figure out uh, which teams, and we'll talk about which teams that we think are going to uh, uh, take over the ACC. I think an ACC team gets in the playoff this year. Is my yeah, it's my bold
1: prediction. It, it, it's set up for that to happen. I think that the it's winner that Clemson Florida State game is is in the ACC championship is absolutely going to go.
0: Well, it's going to be interesting because I think that both all of those teams have the. Uh, I just think that all of those teams have the depth and the personnel to do it. Like Mm -hmm. we'll talk about Florida state today. Like I forgot, dude, against Clemson last year, Jaheen bell was running the football. Like he was in the backfield, actually taking handoffs as a tight end shades of Cordell Patterson at Tennessee
1: shades of,
0: I can't really say his name.
1: Are you gonna say Aaron Hernandez?
0: I was gonna say Aaron Hernandez. Yeah,
1: he he does have that H back build where he's like 6'2 and change 235, something like that. He he moves like a fullback and he's got the hands of a tight end. He is, I don't even like to describe him as a tight end because he's really just a super versatile offensive weapon. I don't know how he projects to the NFL, um, but he is going to be a, an explosive piece to this offense that just has it's got so many dudes. It's
0: true. It's true. And then Trent Dilfer, man, you know what? A, you know what's a pet peeve of mine? What? When a guy comes into something that he's never been into, like as a coach, and starts just talking, and starts talking. That's number two. That's the second time Trent Dilfer's been out here
1: in the public talking. I'm like, dude, I, I didn't mind the first one. This the the recent one is now a- he's just talking. Yeah. Now he's just talking. Too many microphones in front of Trent. I think the 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 um the sports communication department at UAB needs to start start reeling him in a little bit because he's saying a lot of okay. a lot of How crazy can shit. You?
0: How can but, you? He knows just as much about PR as they do because he's been right. in it for a long time. All right, right. Do you got some? Do you have some trivia for me? And Because I, I got some for you. Did you, uh, forget you know, some I forgot
1: the pull. I forgot the pull trivia. These early okay. wake-ups you keep forgot coming. because okay. in two thousand four, yes,
0: player finished second in Heisman voting. The highest finish for a true freshman in college football's history. Who was?
1: 2004. That player. It's not Tim Tebow, is it? It is not Tim Tebow. No. Give me a hint. What what conference? All day. Oh, it's uh, Adrian Peterson. It's true. That's true. Really? That was the highest true freshman?
0: It's the highest true freshman ever reported. At least this is what this says mean, Is there another true freshman that's won a Heisman? No, 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 no,
1: because it's only been redshirt freshmen that have won it with Bryce Young and Johnny Manziel.
0: That is correct. Uh, Before Carson Palmer in 2002, who was the last Pac-12 player to win the Heisman Trophy? Reggie Bush? No, but Reggie Bush was after Carson Palmer.
1: Yeah, with that, you you said who is the last? Before Carson Palmer won the
0: Heisman in 2002. Who won it before him? Who was the last Pac 12 player to win it before him? Oh, my
1: God. Okay, it had to be a USC player.
0: It was a USC player,
1: it had to be a quarterback.
0: Liner was was after, it was was not not a quarterback.
1: quarterback. So it had to have been a running back. It was a running back. What? Who was it? It was
0: Marcus Allen, the fantastic running back. Really? Really? There was
1: that much of a gap between Carson Palmer and Marcus Allen?
0: Of Heisman Trophy winners from the Pac-12, yes. Wow. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? All right, last one for you. Okay. Who is the oldest program in the Sunshine State? Who has been playing college football the longest? Florida, Florida State, or Miami. It's not Miami
1: because Miami was a late bloomer.
0: that is correct. Florida that is also
1: correct. Look there at you go. go Well, I got the other two wrong, so it's we're not doing so good. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, I'll actually, have trivia for next time by the way. I'm not gonna I wrote that down on my notes, so I'll make sure I have it for next time. I like this trivia.
0: I mean, we got a lot of a fun bit on the uh. On the trivia train. All right, so let's get rolling. Let's talk about uh, the ACC first, and then we'll get rolling into a Clemson deep dive.
1: Um, did I mention the Clemson deep dive? No, I don't, don't think, think you did. We're going to do a Clemson deep dive definitely. Yeah, we're doing a it's Clemson title. deep dive,
0: But it's in the <laughs> title. I mean, come on.
1: Um, very quickly,
0: are you intrigued by Clemson?
1: I'm juiced up. I think they got some dudes, but I don't know if they're going to get where everyone thinks they're going to get.
0: We'll see. All right, we'll talk about that as well. Everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, do us a favor. Hit that like, hit that share, share to all those Facebook groups. You guys on Facebook have been killing it for us. If you're on YouTube, so many of you are watching our videos. You're not subscribing, though. Don't be a Rudy Poo. Mm. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. If you're listening to us on wherever you listen to podcasts, you're watching us on FUBO TV, welcome. Rate, review, and subscribe as well. Let's talk about our good friends. Though, over at BetOnline.ag, don't go anywhere. Who's going to win the ACC? we discuss that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 that's BELIEVE50 B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Bet- No, you're not. (laughs) Um, So listen, Joe, we've been going around the conferences. We've gone to the Big Ten. We have gone to the SEC. We now turn our sights to the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Listen, as I was breaking this down yesterday, it became more clear to me that there are only two real teams that can win this thing. Mm. Like, only two. We can sit here and talk about Louisville. They got a game against Notre Dame, Indiana, and Kentucky. That is not a, a tough, that, that is not an easy stretch for them. They have – you got Notre Dame – I mean, not Notre Dame. You have North Carolina. They have one of the best quarterbacks in college football that we've seen in a long time. You got Miami, and I don't think Miami's ready for that smoke. With all of that being said, I think it's a two-team race. I think that it comes down to Clemson and Florida State. I don't think that there's any exceptions to that rule. I think they're the deepest teams. They are the more senior-laden teams. I think they're the best coached teams in the ACC. I think people rip on Dabo, myself included, for his Jesus Bible-thumping remarks. Doesn't matter, though. When you put when you strap on that helmet and you strap on that chin cha, chin strap, they still have guys. Joe, I broke down as many of these teams as I could yesterday. I don't see any scenario, personally, where any team not named Florida State and Clemson win the ACC. That's just me. So, first of all,
1: I think you illustrated that perfectly. I actually always forget how many teams are in the ACC. It's one of the biggest conferences lot. out there. There's fourteen teams in the ACC, and with that being there being 14 teams, there is 50 feet of shit. And then there are two teams that are going to win the conference. And then a couple teams that are probably going to win some football games and be ranked in the back half of the top 25 at the end of the season. I completely agree with you. I think this is going to be a race between Clemson and Florida state. I think one of those two teams has way more firepower and we already did a deep dive on them. They've got way more firepower, which is going to help them win that game. But I still do do believe that there are a couple of those other teams that could upset any of these programs, like North Carolina. I think that Duke is a legitimate sleeper for this upcoming year to not go undefeated, but to win eight games, which is unheard of for Duke in the past decade. I think that Louisville, under Jeff Brom, a new regime, could maybe do a little damage if they go 7-5, and 8-4. and four. But you're going to hate this. I want to be down on Miami. I want to, Blake. Uh, don't I'm not you, saying they're don't back. Here, Whoa, don't here, do it. Don't do it. I'm not saying they're back and they're going to off right now. Don't you do it. I'm not saying that Miami is going to compete and fight for an ACC championship. They're not, but they can win eight games. They absolutely can win eight games. On the defensive side of the football, they got a lot of dudes. Their offensive line's pretty good too. They, they added. Javion Cohn from Alabama through the portal and Zion Nelson's a, a pretty strong player. Who's been talked about having a lot of upside for the past couple of seasons. That defense is very, very, very underrated. And their secondary is pretty scary. I, I think that Miami is a lot better than we're willing to give them credit for, which is what I said when we talked about Texas a I don't think that that is a guaranteed loss for Miami to lose to Texas A&M. Because their defense is built to compete.
0: You might as well call that man Tyler Van Dookie because he's not going to lead them to nine wins. He's not going to lead. Look. I don't. Look, I don't want to get canceled here. (laughs) Oh, you got a good offense. Look, Javion Cohen is a good Left guard, he's gonna play in the league, mm. he's really good. You went and got Matt Lee, that's another transfer. Joe, they're probably gonna start a, a true freshman right tackle. Okay, Th- their secondary has a lot of pieces back, but that's a little bit of the problem. They replaced two linebackers you got Devontae Brown, you got Francisco that's got to move into middle backer. Joe, they were he- here's my problem you return a lot of the same. But how are you going to try to convince me that a team that got pushed around by Texanium, a team that got pushed around by Middle Tennessee State, and I'm supposed to sit here and say, "Okay, they're going to win 8 games." Where? Where did they get better? And listen, I know what's going to happen to me on Twitter. I get it. When you talk about from one year to the next, you got to show me where you got better. What Oh, they got a piece on the offensive line. Sounds cute. Clemson got better. Florida State got much better. Louisville got better. North Carolina got better. You're gonna have to show me which games they win because you know who I think that they can't beat, whether if they play them or not, they're not being they can't beat Clemson. They can't beat Florida State. I think Duke is more disciplined than they are. They play with their hair on fire. You got Louisville, who's got an immense amount of speed and talent. Miami. Oh, by the way, you got Texas A&M. If Texas A&M is on the better, is on the right track again, I think they get boat raced. Okay, because at some point, talent is going to prevail. If Jimbo Fisher lets Bobby Petrino do what he needs to do, I sent you the film yesterday, J- Joe. You saw what those freshmen did for A&M a season ago. Mm-hmm. Miami's not ready now. I will concede one thing. I think that that conference is so bad. If they win eight games, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, but but
1: if they won six games, I also would not be shocked. That's my whole point. They're not going to beat Florida State. They're not going to be, beat Clemson. I'm not going to sit here and pretend they that beat they're North Carolina. Can they beat North Carolina? No, right no now? I, I don't. I don't think that they can beat they, North Carolina. Can they beat Pitt today? I had yes. I absolutely think that they can beat Pitt right now. I see a roster, I see a team that has NFL dudes in their secondary. They've got bodies along the defensive line. They have – we're about to talk about Clemson. We're about to talk about Florida State's defensive line. Miami has one of the better defensive lines in the ACC. They have some legit dudes that can do damage this upcoming season. There aren't a lot of offensive lines that can block that up front. Leonard Taylor does
0: not scare me.
1: Uh, Harvey does not scare me. They don't scare me we talk we we mentioned four games that they lose but like they're going to beat Miami of Ohio they're going to beat Temple they're going to dominate Georgia Tech Georgia Tech stinks they're going to beat Virginia NC State has been pulled apart by the portal Great. and then Louisville is a bit of a, a wild card maybe they lose that football game and Boston College is, it hasn't been good in in 5 seasons so that's my point is they are vastly better than that middle to low end pack of ACC teams there is such a disparity of talent for a lot of these teams but they are so far off from being able to compete with Florida State and Clemson and North Carolina yet they're just not there I think but they they're good that. enough to dominate the rest I of those think teams.
0: they lose to a and I think they lose to North Carolina I think they lose to Clemson I think they lose to Florida State I think it's a toss-up against Louisville that's five losses
1: so it's a toss-up, so if they theoretically pull out that Louisville game, Are the, there's my, our eighth win. Does Mario Criswell get a pass
0: for being one one or two wins better? Because he that doesn't pass for me.
1: Was it? Is What was their record again last year? When it, they five six, or or seven, six? six and six? Uh, let me double check. Hold on, I
0: got it right here. They were five, five, five and seven. seven.
1: If you improve, hold on. So last year they
0: lost to AM. They got blanked by Mississippi, uh, by Middle Tennessee State. They lost by three to North Carolina. They lost to Duke 45 21. They won in four overtimes, four overtimes, Joe, against Virginia. They lost to Florida State 45 3. They beat a down Georgia Tech team with the NADA head coach. Clemson put 40 on them. They lost. Pitt beat them 42 16.
1: Okay, but I don't make we don't make our decisions here based on what happened last season. But where did they get better? They got better, and they had one of the better portal classes. We talked about them going and pulling Matt Lee to solidify their offensive line. They got three defensive backs that I think already joined an elite grouping in the ACC. Branson Dean, Devontae Brown, and Jaden Davis all joining that defensive backfield are going to help them get better. The, all those guys were ranked in the top 200 transfer portal players, some of them even higher than that. They already have guys like Cameron Kitchens, who Cameron Kitchens could be drafted in in the first two rounds of the twenty twenty four NFL draft. There is just so much talent in that secondary, and they added more to it. They're going to re- need to rely heavily on it, though. What are you do when you're
0: getting pushed around by Middle Tennessee State? It does. That not was matter. last year. That was last
1: year. Their offensive Pete line Joe is a lot same better. Return. Their offensive line is going to be a lot better this upcoming season. Because they got a true freshman at right tackle? No, they added two interior offensive linemen that are high-level players in Matt Lee and Javion Cohen. Both of them are good enough to really bolster the interior offensive line. But I will admit here, Blake, I will concede this. I don't trust Tyler Van Dyke. I, at the beginning of last season, was one of the few people putting my – my. I, you, I will give you that. You are... I was banging the table saying Tyler Van Dyke is not a – first round quarterback he is not as good as y'all think he is he is a very mediocre frustrating quarterback if he can at least play average football I think that that offensive line could create some good rushing lanes for Parrish Jr. who is a strong underrated running back they're going to need to rely on the run game kind of like what Mario Cristobal did in his time at Oregon that is what they're going to need to do to succeed
0: I look I, I'm just going to concede because we're not going to agree here. I know. I know. Okay. At some point, oh, well, Blake, they got better on their interior offensive line. Sounds cute. Here's the thing Can they stop Drake May? No. Can they stop Florida State and Clemson? No. Like, that's, I, I think they have three permanent. I, I, look, anything, let me say this anything can happen in football. Anything. Any, mm-hmm. that's why they call it any given Sunday. I just i I would be shocked if they if they won one of those three games. Uh, shocked. I I would be out. And so when I look at teams, I think it's it's where do you where is the premise of where you look at them from? I don't think that Mario Cristobal is brought in there to win eight games. N- not in that conference, Joe. Let me just tell you this. I think that there's seven sec teams i think that there's five big 10 teams i think that there's probably three or four big 12 teams that if they had miami schedule they would salivate over that no pause okay it's not a massively hard schedule like i would rather play if if personally i would rather play clemson than alabama i would rather play clemson than georgia So at some point you gotta it's nut cutting time. You gotta find a way to win the games that you're not supposed to. And I just don't know with the kind of the chaos that Miami has right now, can't that they can overcome it. If they win a game, look, and this is what I try to tell Miami fans. Now they're gonna be in the DMs, they're gonna be in the comments, and that's cute and that's fine. At some point, you gotta be realistic with yourself you got to be realistic with yourself. Your goal should be eight games. I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. I don't think they can go above that beyond a bowl game. I I don't think they could do it. So I'll digress. In reference to the ACC, though, the only dark horse that I have, okay, would be Louisville because I think they still got speed and talent because I think Brahms is a better coach than Cristobal. He's kind of been a little bit more proven offensively. Just I'm gonna get ripped for that take. I'm gonna stay on that heel. Okay. I think you got two teams and where we need to go to. Mm -hmm. All right. It's Florida State and Clemson. That that is the end all be all. Now we're gonna talk a lot of Clemson in a minute, but I'm gonna give you one stat. Okay. Once one stat that I now that I look more at Clemson, if they can change some things offensively, I think that Florida State has deeper talent okay like I think they're deeper all across the board I think offensive line defensive line receiver quarterback I I think they're better there here's the thing with me with Clemson Joe 10 of their 11 stars on defense are have three years in the program or more 10 nine of them are seniors or, or could have been grad transfers they've already graduated Joe, they are a senior-led team. And you know what happens with senior-led teams? Michigan State getting into a playoff. Washington getting into a playoff. Uh, 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 TCU getting into a playoff. When you have 22, 23-year-old men playing against 18, 19-year-old kids, okay. when you're older, normally and historically in college football, that makes you like you win more. <clears throat> I just think that as of right now, Florida State is my dark horse, dark horse to make the playoff. I think they take down Clemson. Okay, it's not going to be easy. Jaheen Bell was a guy against Clemson last year that was lining up in the backfield, running the football. They have so many weapons. I think everything runs through Tallahassee in the ACC. But Clemson with Garrett Riley, which we'll talk on in just a minute. Man, I, I'm kind of glad with the ACC. We got it. We kind of got a heavyweight
1: fight here for once. I don't know. It might not even be as close as it seems on paper. But look, I, I will say to your point about them bringing up, bringing on the you know, and having all these old older guys. The perfect example of that is the fact that Jared Verse. Was good enough to go in the top 10 of the past draft. He, he could have been selected. He would have been selected right after Will Anderson. He would have been selected before Tyree Wilson. I and am so. Of ex- the
0: issues with Jalen Carter, we need to bring that up. Like you yeah. had Carter at number one as your number one overall pick. Let's understand yes. that, like, because of Jalen Carter's issues, that's why we thought he wouldn't go in the top 10, even though, you know, whatever, but continue.
1: But still, a, a guy who would have gone in the first round, would have collected his money, would have been. Um, already talked about as a defensive rookie of the year candidate, he decides to come back. And that, to me, paints the whole picture, is that Mike Norvell suffered through a lot of this. He suffered through losing uh, to Jacksonville State. It's almost like it's a good example for what Miami can do, but I'm not going to take this backward. They suffered all these terrible losses, these terrible games. Everybody was calling for firing him, but he was building a culture. He was building a group of young men that were going to eventually become seniors, and they were going to have pride for competing to play for an ACC championship game. And not only are you returning a couple important players like Clemson's doing, you're returning dominant players across the board. And then you went in the portal and you had, I still believe, I know that the rankings say otherwise on some of these sites.
0: You believe that they had the best portal class?
1: This is the best portal class. I I pulled up the notes on all the guys that they went and got of getting Keon Coleman late, getting Braden Fisk, getting Jeremiah Byers on that offensive line to, to sure things up. Gilver Edmond, Daryl Jackson, Tyler Morlock, another tight end that they added into the mix. All of these guys that they have that they brought through the portal, and that's not even all of them. Like Fentral, Cypress, I didn't even bring up. That is such a deep team now that they killed it in the portal. And I, I don't want to sit here and say that, that having big portal halls leads to success because there isn't a proven track record of that happening in college football because it hasn't happened long enough. But there are so many old, experienced, talented players on this team that will set them up for success. We talked about it a lot when we did the deep dive, but they have an SEC roster right now. You put them in the SEC, Blake?
0: Uh, tell me they, if a hot can't take.
1: they can't win it. They win, I'm not saying that they win it, but I think that they win nine games at the bare minimum if you put them in the SEC. I could see them
0: winning nine games. I could see them winning nine games in the SEC. Here's the thing for me, man. They don't there's not a front seven in the country, in my opinion. Not named. I, I'm taking George out of this equation. Okay. I just don't think that there's a, a a front seven better than them. Listen, you mentioned Jared Verse, Braden Fisk coming from Western Michigan. Fabian Lovett. Okay, so let me start stop there. Fabian Lovett is a guy that people forget about who destroyed dudes in the interior. Okay, mm. like he is the unsung hero. Now that you have Braden Fisk and you have to double him in the interior, Fabian Lovett's going to eat your lunch, okay? Like, he will eat you alive. Another thing is they got Patrick Payton, but, Joe, this is what separates them the most for me. They go get Daryl Jackson Jr. and Gilbert Edmond to be rotational pieces along that defensive line that they can take breaks in, in and out. Braden Fisk and Lovett can rotate, which is massive for them. You mentioned Florida State in reference to Fentrell Cypress, but they went and got uh, uh, K.J. Kirk, uh, Kirkland uh, from recruiting. They added some more pieces. Like I think Lamont Green Jr. is going to be pretty decent once it's all said and done. But they returned Greedy Vance. They returned Ronaldo Green. They returned Brown. They returned Dent. They returned that secondary with adding an All-American in Fentrell Cypress. Defensively, without question – they are the best team in the ACC defensively. Mm. Now, you turn around, you add on Keon Coleman, Casey Ruddick, uh, Ruddick Jeremiah Byers, Jaheen Bell, Jordan Travis returns, Johnny Wilson returns, and Winston Wright Jr. returns. On paper, they are the deepest team in the ACC. Here's the thing, though, and I'm to I'm just going to throw this out there to you. They got to get better in some areas. Let me throw some deep analytical stats to you. You ready? Okay. They were 38th in third down defense. They got to get better there. I think they will, but <clears throat> the games that they lost Clemson, the games that they lost, they were getting torched on third down. They were getting out coached. Let's call it <clears throat> Look I went back and watched it yesterday. They were getting out coached. But here's the thing for me, Joe. Speaking of the deep analytical stats, they were number 10 in total offense. They're going to be better. They were 13th in rushing. They're going to be better. On offense, they were number four in the country on third down conversions. You know how wow. I love third down conversions? Yeah. Four. They will be better. Joe, they're one of my one of my four teams to make the playoffs. I'm just going to be open with you right now. But I still think they lose week one. And I'm not saying that from a bias standpoint – I think they lose week one because I don't think they're deeper than LSU is. I will, we'll talk about LSU in a deep dive. But later okay. on, the LSU is deeper. I will die on that hill. We'll find that one out. We'll
1: go I will, ahead. I will say it's – and this isn't even – this isn't shade at you, by the way. I actually do think this is – it's kind of funny to look at this. Like, this is the peak LSU matchup for week Clinton, one. LSU and Florida State.
0: They are again damn near identical.
1: That was what I was just about to say. It is. It's funny when identical. you pull you pull up these two teams. They both killed in the portal. They both have really good receivers. They both have added a bunch of really good DBs. And then the the interesting part they got good running backs. They got good offensive line, and they both have quarterbacks who are really good athletes who can throw in the run, who can kill you with their legs. And that is an added fold to their their offense is incorporating them into the run game. It is. And they both run like a spread style scheme. It's hilarious when you put these two teams next to each other and it's like, okay, wh- you know, which one's which? If, if I took all the names off the rosters and I just wrote down descriptions for each player, I think that we would find so many connected dots and similarities between them. It is going to be a really close game. If it was as close as it was last year, it's going to be just as close this year. And look- I have you know, I don't have a pick okay. yet for it, I will say. Unlike you, I, I don't do either. not have a pick yet. I don't either. Okay. Um,
0: I think LSU. I think Florida State's got a better, a more proven secondary. I think LSU's got a better offensive line. I yes. think I think Florida State's got a better defensive line, but I think holistically, holistically, from top to bottom, LSU. You, you can't debate LSU at wide receiver. Like at some point, you mm-hmm. got to say, okay, like. Louisiana and LSU just continue to produce wide receivers. Now, you could say Keon Coleman. That kid's from Louisiana, I might add. Malik Neighbors is a different kind of dude. Can they get production from Brian Thomas, Kyron Lacey? And I still will die on this hill until he proves me wrong. I think Aaron Anderson is the newcomer of the year in the SEC. I think he is the, the breakout dude in the SEC that nobody's talking about. I'll die on that hill. Here's the question that I pose to you, though. Mm-hmm. Which team has
1: to week, win week one more? As I was saying earlier, Blake, I, I really think that – I think the Florida State needs to win more. I right? agree. Because if they win that football game, they ride that momentum until the Clemson matchup. And not only does that set you up for success against Clemson because you're riding that, all that momentum throughout the season – But more importantly, you have less opportunities to prove yourself. You could theoretically lose one of the times to Clemson in the regular season in the ACC championship game, have one loss, and still make it into the playoff. If TCU can do it, and losing in the Big 12 championship game, they absolutely can do it and make the playoff with one loss. I think for LSU's sake, it's less important because they lose to Florida State theoretically. Say they lose week one there are going to be multiple chances throughout the year to beat ranked opponents. And it's just the natural state of things. And what we talk about, they got to go through Alabama.
0: They got to go through Georgia. If they make it, they have the ability to make that up.
1: It's always going to be a tougher schedule when you're playing an SEC schedule. I agree. Florida state does not play. And you'd be nuts to sit here and disagree with that statement. if anyone wants to, in the comments, I implore you to pull any information that's going to, to, to disprove that. But if you are LSU, you lose to Florida State. You do get that chance to to beat Alabama, and then theoretically, you win the ACC champion or the SEC championship game, and you beat Georgia. Those are the extra opportunities that help you get in.
0: Agreed. Here would be my only. Here's my only thing, though, with LSU. Mm-hmm. I think from a fan basis perspective. It means more for the fans around LSU to win week one. Let me tell you why. They lost to Mississippi State the COVID year when Miles Brennan threw a pick at the end. They couldn't stop a nosebleed with tampons, okay? Like, they I mean, they just got torched by, rest in peace, Mike Leach, uh, in his first game at Mississippi State. They lost to UCLA, okay, the, the following year. Ed Orgeron's last year, and then last year they lost to Florida State by by a point on an extra point block when Jane Daniels goes 99 yards. I think from a morality standpoint, I lean LSU. From an on-paper standpoint, it goes to Florida State because like you mentioned, if they beat LSU and lost to Clemson in a couple weeks, they get that rematch down the line. LSU, though, as an example, if they lost to Florida State, they still got Alabama. They still got that SEC schedule. They'll have Georgia if they win the SEC West. They have what I think is, you know, they'll play – like LSU will always play like a potentially ranked Ole Miss. Can Auburn be ranked at the time that LSU plays them because, look, they win four, five, six games in a row to start off the year? Mm -hmm. LSU can make that up. But I do think, Joe, though, from a morality standpoint – it leans to LSU because they've. It's been a while since they've won that Week One matchup. So when you have a you have both quarterbacks that that have the same Heisman odds to win, both of them have jumped. This is the crazy thing to me. Jane Daniels and Jordan Travis have jumped so drastically along this Heisman Trophy watch list. I think people realize that these two teams are extremely deep, and they're going to have pieces around them. It's it's honestly for me one of the bigger matchups that we've seen in week one that I can remember. I, I think you had LSU Florida State last year. I think you had Georgia Clemson that was highly anticipated but didn't live up to the billing. Yeah. You've had a lot of big time uh, Notre Dame Ohio State. Okay, you've had these, but this but this one feels a little different, right? Because yes. you, these this feels but, like a playoff game in week one.
1: And the the crazy thing with these two teams is they're both described as dark horse sleeper not not sleeper candidates but like these dark horse picks that everyone's going with that are everyone's saying this these either team could go on to play in the playoff and it's going to be really important for painting the picture for what the rest of the season is going to look like for both these teams. You know what's interesting. So, listen, after – because we won't
0: do a live show tonight. We won't do a live show tomorrow for the 4th. We're, we're going to start diving deep on my other show. We're going to dive deep into LSU football. You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? What? Brian Kelly does not get enough credit for this. I went back and watched some Notre Dame games from a couple seasons ago too. Bro, when they get into the 4th quarter, whether it be Notre Dame or LSU from a year ago – they dominate teams in the fourth, third, and four, late in the third, early fourth mm. quarter, or like fourth quarter. I don't know what Brian Kelly's workout regimen, I think Jake Flynn has done to Major John, comes from Notre Dame. Like, I went back and watched Mississippi State last night for LSU. Fourth quarter, they beat the dog crap out of them. You go to Ole Miss, you go to Alabama. They were dominating teams in the fourth quarter, which I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Whichever team... Okay, whichever team, I, I think LSU gets the edge for this because I talked to one of our guys over at Vegas, and he said, you know why I give LSU a three-and-a-half-point advantage? Because when I saw LSU at the end of the year last year and during the year, in the fourth quarter, they didn't look like they were tired. They were beating the dog crap out of everybody. Yeah. So I want to – and Florida State, as an example, during their stretch – They unraveled in the third and fourth quarter. Like, if if Florida State was up at at halftime by 10 points, I'd be like, man, LSU's got their ass right where they want them. Okay, because I think that Florida State ultimately can fall down. It's it's the most intriguing game to me uh, as we move forward.
1: Anything else to add on on these two teams? No, before we get to diving deep on Clemson to wrap the show, uh, I do want to talk about North Carolina very quickly. So the the thing with North Carolina, Blake, that I feel as though everyone is has really just talked them up because of Drake May, and I, I want to ask you this: oh, like, Why what, wouldn't they? Okay, here here's my here's my thing, and I was going to ask you like how well how good do you think they are this upcoming year? I I don't think that North Carolina is good enough to be it, it, touching the top ten this upcoming season. No, I, I don't think, think so either. I think that Drake May is a fantastic quarterback. He is going to be in the Heisman running for part of the year. He has been one of the he last year was very inconsistent because he crapped the bed the final weeks of the season when he well, was that on
0: a, He had 4 of his 5 offensive linemen that yeah. were out. So, yeah, uh, like yes. you got to give him a little slack when he's got true freshmen and sophomores blocking I, I,
1: for him. I do give him a little bit of slack, but like if they want to win 10 games, which should be the goal, He needs to do a lot because the rest of that roster is it's pretty mediocre. It's slightly above average. It is a a mid to slightly above average quality ACC team. I'm not really scared by the rest of this, this North Carolina roster. Cedric Gray is a fine player. I'm a big fan of Bryson Nesbitt, who is going to be their lead tight end this season. He is an explosive downfield receiver, but at the same time, I just don't know what they added in the portal. I, I think that them adding uh, oh, Devontae Walker. Uh, Devontae Walker, right. Yeah, Devontae Walker was a good add to that offense, but I just I can't back this team to win more than nine games, which is a good season, but I can't back them to win more than that, and they will not be back in the ACC championship game. They're, no matter how good Drake May is, there are too many handicaps on the rest of that roster that they're not going to be able to overcome them.
0: Here's a, Here's another crazy thing. And this is a – look, I get burnt either – so, listen. I think I've told you this off the air, but I'll share this with the people listening to us. You know what I love? You know what I love about when I – like, when I break down teams? Joe, listen to this. You ready? They have on their defensive line four seniors, okay? Yeah. They have a senior middle linebacker in gray – They have two uh, seniors in their backfield. Their offensive line consists of fifth-year senior at right tackle Spencer Rowland, Willie Lampkin's a senior, Corey uh, Gaynor is a senior, uh, Matalas is a senior, and William Barnes is a senior. I love teams, and especially offensive lines, that and and it specifically offensive lines when you have when you have that many dudes up front that are that experienced you it it trumps a lot now. Here's the difference for me. I don't give it. I don't give two Rudy Poo's who they got defensively. Gene Chizik. The only thing lean uh, that that Gene Chizik could lead is a. I don't even know. I think he messes every anything up. Defensively, they're ass. Okay. They are not good defensively. Offensively, they're gonna have to turn some heads. Look, I think they're middle of the pack team. I think they're eight, nine win team. Okay. Because of Drake May. Outside of, I think Mac Brown's still a really good coach. Mm-hmm. I don't see him getting above that. But I so I agree with you. But remember I said this. If they pull off some some wins that we're not expecting, it will be mainly due to the fact that they have 10 starters of the 22 on the up front that are are seniors i that's a big deal to me man when you have a 23 year old going up against a 19 year old i still think that that's a massive massive deal all right you want to get to i see some of these comments flying in here uh we have a question from riley he says do y'all think florida state can beat clemson twice or vice versa or do you think they split the series?
1: I think they split the series. It is – and I say this in, I say this on every show that I do. I don't know if I've said it on here. It is so damn hard to beat a good, a team, good team twice. twice. It yeah, is no. one I, – I will always pick – like if I'm doing betting picks, I will always pick the team that lost the first time to win the second time. It is so I, damn I hard. I do it every time too, man. I do it every time too. More often than not, there. I, I don't know what the – I think it's like – 55% of his, I want to look it up, but m- more often than not, usually the team that lost the first time wins the second time.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's tough to beat a good team twice. If I'm Florida State, I, beat, I would want to beat LSU and lose to Clemson <laughs> and then face them in the right. ACC championship game. Right. All right, you want to get to this uh, Clemson D-dive
1: since we're talking about Clemson? Yeah, yeah well, we'll get to Clemson uh, and then wrap us up. All
0: right, let's talk about our good friends though over at BetOnline.ag. Let's reset. Let's talk a little bit of Clemson. Let's uh, do a deep dive on them. Don't go anywhere. We're back next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, eSports and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 that's BELIEVE50 B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. All right, let's talk a little Clemson football. I'll give you the floor first because I think I'm going to be long-winded here. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let me just start off with this: they're a senior-led team, and senior-led teams win a lot of football games. Go ahead. What do you think about Clemson in this deep dive?
1: As a as a known Dabo Sweeney hater, it pains me to give them this much credit. But you as he taught,
0: uh, he's, cor-
1: he's corny. I mean, we like we talked about it on the during the football season. But look, I'm 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 willing to put my bias aside. I'm also a Notre Dame fan. There's been a bit of a recent rivalry between Clemson and Notre Dame. I'm putting my bias aside though to to critically evaluate this team. They are so freaking talented on the defensive side of the football. This is, might be one of the best defensive teams that they have coming back. They had issues last year in some games, but this team is now experienced. I look at the fact that they're returning Tyler Davis and Ruka Auroro, Roro, who are explosive Dudes. interior defensive linemen. And very, very explosive, dominant, mm-hmm. high potential players who are getting better every single season. Their linebacker duo is the best linebacker duo in the country. Jeremiah I don't disagree with that. I, and I, Barrett Carter. They are going to rack up well, a crap and, ton of tackles. Well,
0: and Joe, the uh, the white kid, what's his name? Wade uh, Woodass. Wade mm-hmm. Woodass was making a lot of plays last year, too. Continue. Yeah.
1: On the defensive backfield, they've got Andrew Makuba. i probably mispronouncing that. And then RJ Mickens. That grouping across the board, I've got dudes in every single position group. They are going to be so hard to move the ball against. It is going to be a difficult, difficult task. I just need to see what happens for them offensively. They're not as deep as Florida State. They're not as as deep as some of these SEC teams. But defensively, they're built to slow teams down, not give up a lot of points. What is going to help them take that next step is Garrett Riley taking over this offense. Agreed. I am very high on Cade Klubnick. I think that Cade Klubnick has every capability to be uh, one of the biggest breakout players of this season. We'll be talking about him in the same light as... We did with Drake May last year. If everything goes according to plan, Garrett Riley got so much out of Max Duggan that he won the do- the uh, the Davy O'Brien last year. And that dude stinks. G- Cade that dude is gonna- stinks. Stank down it. Cade Klubnik is going to have a massive season. They lost he their could. left tackle, but a lot of those offensive linemen return. Will Shipley is one of the better running backs in the country. Top two running back in the ACC, right behind Trey Benson. I just need to know, though, and this isn't like a massive question mark. This isn't a massive concern. Who the hell is he throwing the football to? Because over the past hey, couple of seasons, there have dis- had issues is at receiver.
0: This is where we're going to disagree. Joe, I, I, you know this about me, and so you can shed light on the people in the comments who would say differently. Mm-hmm. Dude, I watch a crap load of film. You know that. It's just something that I do. I think – can I tell you a hot – here's a hot take. You ready? I don't think they got an issue at receiver. I think they had an issue at quarterback. Because when I turn on the all-22 copy Mm -hmm. and you have Cole Turner running wide open being missed, when you have Bo Collins, the big body wide receiver, running wide open and getting missed, and I think the biggest sleeper wide receiver in the ACC, Antonio Williams in the slot, DJ Oogalalay, Oogamogalalay missed. DJ missed too many dudes. I get that you're down 14 against Notre Dame. I get that. I know you had a punt blocked. I know that you let, you know, uh, 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 what's the dude's name? The number 10 uh, from last year, Notre Dame's quarterback. Why is his name slipping my mind? Drew Pine. Drew Pine. I know in a own read, you let Drew Pond get in there. Man, they were not out of that game. They were, not, they were not out of that game. They had drove the ball 57 yards on Notre Dame and threw a pick. K. Klugnick comes in and then makes a freshman mistake in a wrong moment, has a pick. I forget the kid, number 20 for Notre Dame. DJ throws the worst out route I've ever seen in my life, and I think his name's Campbell, number 20 uh, for Notre Dame. I I don't remember, but he has to pick six. I think it was Benjamin Morrison. Benjamin Morrison. You cannot tell me that they did not have receivers running wide-ass open when I got it on film. He missed them. He flat-out missed them. Antonio Williams, here's a a stat for you. Guess what ACC receiver had more separation than any wide receiver in the country last year from an ACC perspective? It was Antonio. Antonio Williams. Guess who got underthrown more than anybody in the country? Antonio Williams. Antonio Williams. My point being is they have recruited really well at that position. You go back and look. Antonio Williams, Bo Collins, Cole Turner, all top 100 dudes. Actually, almost all of them, top 60 dudes. When I turn on the film and see the separation, if you're Garrett Riley, who, let's call it what it is, is a fantastic offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. When I see that, I'm thinking to myself, like, good googly moogly. Okay, so they can't – it really wasn't as much scheme – As we once thought it was, Joe. You listen to me. Listen to me. You cannot argue when you call a play and you have a receiver wide ass open and he gets missed. You cannot call that on the offensive play calling.
1: Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to deflect. Their lack of production last year was very underwhelming, and they definitely could have been a in the lot better through, in, the, in the passing game. I think that I look at back, what, not only we're talking about here with Cade Klubnik's progression and in his performance this upcoming season, the ceiling is very high, but I also take a look at what happened with TCU last year. Now, there's no Quentin Johnston on this Clemson team. There's not. We can't sit here and pretend that there is. I Johnston. I, I, I disagree. Quinn Johnson I mean, was a, already a really talented player who took that next step. He was already being talked Bo about Collins as a first round that. wide receiver. I think Bo Collins can be that guy, man. Okay, see, that's where I disagree.
0: But why, my my well, point he, is, wait, wait, wait. He is when he is mossing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You just talked about Finchrell Cypress, correct? Bo yep. Collins mossed his ass in the back of the end
1: zone. There are good receivers that are talented. Look, I just don't think they're. I Paul don't Patrol, think that, I'm going to use this Paul Patrol walkie talkie. Bo Collins. Is
0: in that dude now?
1: I don't think that there is a 1,200-yard receiver, 1,100-yard okay. receiver in this group. I think it's a balanced group. <laughs> there are some good football players. But what happened with TCU last year, I actually, anyone who who likes film, and, if, and you especially, I was so just drawn in by the scheme called by Garrett Riley. There were so many games where guys were just wide open. You're like, how did that guy get so wide open? And it's just a... It's random slot receivers. If There aren't any massive big-name guys that were getting as open as they were and picking up big chunk yardage after the catch. That is what is going to set them up for success is because schematically, he is one of the brightest minds of college football that deserves to be talked about in that category. And I even and sometimes I get clowned on for talking about Garrett Riley so much, but the guy's a really damn good play caller, and they're going to only get better this year. They're going to be so much more explosive offensively. I agree
0: with that. I agree with that. I'm not saying that it was all mm.
1: hunky-dory. Yeah.
0: Schematically, okay, now that we're getting back – I, I, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, is that they got better at the quarterback position. They, I think they still got some talented guys along the offensive line. Here's the problem that I have with them. Blake Miller's more than likely going to start left tackle. Tristan Lee's going to start right tackle. Two highly, highly recruited guys – two really good prospects, Putnam at center, their interior of their offensive line got pushed around, okay? They got to get better there. Let's see if they can do that. Here's Jake uh, Briningstool. I think it's a tight end that can make some waves in a Garrett Riley type of offense. I -hmm. think he's a red zone mismatch. I like that matchup with him. Can he live up to the hype? Defensively is where they're going to make their bones, Ten of the 11 starters are three years in the program or more. Nine of the 11 are four-year guys or more, seniors or more, grad uh, grad guys. They got Peter Woods, the five-star defensive tackle that I think is going to rotate and start and play a lot. You talk about Ruka Roro. I think he's really good along the defensive line. My only question is their secondary. Can they hold up in that secondary? I like what they have at the linebacker position. I think Woodass is really good. I also believe that Jeremiah Trotter – and Barrett Carter are two guys that are really, really dynamic. Khalil Barnes is another kid in there that I think is going to get a lot of rotation. Can Nate Wiggins, who was a top 50 prospect, can Jalen Phillips, who was a top 50 prospect, can those secondary pieces hold up? Here's the thing with me with Clemson, though. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Can Kay Klobnik be the guy that we anticipate him to be? There was a lot to be desired last year from him. He's got to take the next that next step forward. He can't make some of those freshmen's mistakes that he did against Notre Dame. He can't make some of those freshmen mistakes that he did against Tennessee. I think that they're going to be better. Okay. Does that being, does them being better? Can they beat Notre Dame on November the 4th in Clemson? I think that they can, but their schedule isn't that difficult. They have Duke, Charleston, Southern, Florida Atlantic, Florida State. We talked about that game. Syracuse, Wake Forest, Miami, NC State, Notre Dame, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, South Carolina. I think they they could. I I, I, I think that they could go eleven and one. I, I really do believe that they could go eleven and one. I think Garrett Riley. And look, you know what else I was thinking about too? Mm-hmm. We do not talk enough about. We do not talk enough about how. We give so much criticism to Dabo, rightfully warranted. Okay, man knew that he had to go make a splash higher on the offensive side of things, and you know what, Joe, he did. You got to give him a tip of the cap to that one. Let me ask you this though: I know you're gonna, you're gonna really, I'm gonna throw you an outright Barry Zito-sized curveball. You ready? All right. If you feel so good about K. Clubnik, why did they go out and get Paul Tyson in a team that does not go and get transfers?
1: Because I don't, you need depth. Like, who, but you need, Paul, have was been. Paul Tyson, is Paul Tyson good enough to start? Like, I don't, I don't well, think that he my is. Qu-
0: my question would be okay, you got the uh, Vinzena kid, okay, mm. a top two quarterback in. College uh, or recruiting last year. is gonna be a guy. Okay, I think we agree with that. is a really good player. You got Trent Pierman, who's also pretty good. And you got um Hunter Helms that's also there. Why you go get Paul Tyson with a team that you don't get recruits from or guys? From? Because
1: because Paul Tyson was never gonna start at Alabama, he's never gonna start at Clemson. You need to have a little bit of depth. Because so in all seriousness, like what if I think that's more telling of a lack of confidence in the quarterback room as a whole and not about Cade Klubnick. You, you got to have a good backup that you can trust. He was a three-star recruit. He's an okay football player. And if something goes horribly, horribly wrong, I might be able to trust him to come out on the field. I've never or, seen him play. Like, we haven't or, seen him play. Or. Don't say something crazy. Okay. Too
0: bad. When Saban retires, getting Paul Tyson, Bear Bryant's grandson, maybe Dabo's making a move.
1: Oh, you're 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 saying that I think that was of a, Bear Bryant's grandson. This is the conspiracy theory of all What conspiracy a conspiracy theories.
0: theory, isn't it? Isn't that a conspiracy theory for you? Oh my god. You didn't see that Barry Zito size curveball coming, did you?
1: No, I did not. I probably could have guessed that, that you were going to take it down some crazy ass path like that. <laughs> it is interesting. It, it is. It is plausible. They it's don't plausible. take.
0: They don't take transfer portal guys. I, I think. I think you want to know the truth. Here's the truth. Uh-huh. Dabo played for Bear. He's taking care of his grandson. Okay, that that's the real truth. I mean, like, yeah. As much as I'm over here clowning. Okay, the truth is, that's his coach's grandson. All right. We're going to get to a couple of quick comments before we get to um, Trent Dilfer. Uh, yeah. Cody Rabby says, Florida State needs the week one win versus LSU more than LSU would. If LSU loses the Florida State, still has a chance to get to Bama, Texas A&M, and others in the SEC. I think we agree with that. Did we not, Joe? Yeah. Phillip says the LSU FSU is going to be a blowout Tigers by 50. No, it's
1: that's, not. Yeah, it's not yeah that's not gonna happen. Gotta be realistic here.
0: Uh Ed O, Nuss Bus Driver. Says hard to beat a good team twice. They beat Clemson twice. Look out. That's what we said. Yeah, they could they could really do something. All right. One more Riley says, Do y'all think Florida State can beat Clemson twice, vice versa? We already I mean, have yeah, that one. All right. You want to talk about uh
1: before we get out of here because we gotta go
0: want to talk about um, your favorite head football coach in college football?
1: Yeah, let's hit on Dilfer really quick.
0: All right, what did Trent Dilfer do now?
1: Trent Dilfer um, on another, I think it was an on three interview that he was doing or something along those lines. So uh, maybe it wasn't on three, but he made the statement that with the expanded playoff, the American Conference is one of the best chances to make it to the playoff out of – any conference he's got the best opportunity to get there out of any conference now I, I think that it is an insane thing to say because good teams in other conferences are going to be the SEC is going to be able to put out three teams the ACC if everything goes well could put out two he's teams. not talking
0: about them though because you do get one right group
1: of five team in the in the playoff but so that's my point is that I actually kind of agree with him in the sense that – Oh, go figure. You agree with Dylan Wait, wait, wait. That, Like, I thought about it, and I understand what he's saying. Well, he's American- not wrong because Tulane would have been in the playoff this yes. year. Yes. Have- right. The American is a whole step ahead of all the other G5. I agree with that. And they're more willing to play P5 teams than any of the other G5 and beat uh, one conferences. And beat and, one. And, and they can beat them. They've done like Tulane beat Kansas State and won the Big 12 last year. Like they, there is no fear, I think, from the American in trying to compete because you know we talked about a while ago. They think that they're a power six conference. They're not. But if whoever wins the American should go to the playoff every single time, they should. They absolutely should. Uh... A. If you can, if you win 10, 10, no, I'm 10 gonna, games, I'm not
0: going to agree with that. I'm not going to agree with that because what other,
1: other G five like the Mac sucks now. The Mac is not even competitive anymore. Well, uh, the Sun Belt is pretty out, soft. Well, then if you say it like that, then they should be a power six. There's still a gap, but they're still the best G five.
0: No, I think that you have relatively teams that come out of the come out of nowhere. Like you remember Western Michigan a couple years ago with P.J. Fleck, yeah. you know, like, you always have a random team out west, like Boise State or Idaho Tech, you know, like, I'm not going to say that. Here's the thing. He's not wrong. Out west. Yeah. He's not wrong, but here's the problem. Now, I got ripped in the comments on from our last show about me comparing stuff like this. I, I'm i going to stay on the same path, though. If I'm going to call out Jordan Hill, I'm going to call out Dilfer dog you ain't been in a fall practice yet you hadn't even had a summer practice yet who in the hell do you think that you are saying that the aac is gonna have a playoff in
1: what he is talking too much like a media analyst he needs to just He's taking too many of these media opportunities. All of his buddies at all these other co- companies are hitting him up and asking him to come on, and he's he just needs saying to stuff chill, that bro. Run like, with. It, Listen, yeah. If this were anybody else,
0: if this were any people got mad at Dion, but if you know, for some of the same kind of comments, right? Th- Jackson, he said at Jackson State that he could beat four group of five teams right now that would make the playoff. People got mad at that. Da- People got yeah. mad. At De- People got mad at Dion. We gotta dial was- it back. He gotta dial it. If this were anybody else, you would be. You know, you'd be talking that stuff now.
1: Gotta chill, Dilfer.
0: <laughs> and I love him. I love yeah. Trent. Yeah. I love Trent, but I- Spain needs to be called a Spade now. Yeah. Good show, man. Good show.
1: You doing? Happy Monday, July. Um, I don't have any family really out here, so you going to hang out with your girlfriend? No, she's in Boston, so I'm going to. She's from Boston with
0: John Adams.
1: (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) John Adams is dead. It's not like a. I no no no. I'm just I'm saying shut up because it was really dumb (laughs) dumb joke. Um. No, 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 she's in Boston right now. She, uh, her, she's from Boston. So I'm. Does she have a Does she have a SmartPak car? SmartPak. Th- these These jokes did she are just... talk, did she talk like she's from Boston? So bad. Uh, I'm I'm flying there on Wednesday though to spend the rest of the week with her. Um, but no, today oh, the, the, the in laws. No, we've already. I've already told you on this show that I've met. I've met her parents before.
0: Oh, bound to go. Times. Wow, wow. Are me and my wife
1: Megan getting invited to the wedding? relax let's let's <laughs> let's let's relax let's dial it back a little bit let's let's calm that down we're not <laughs> uh, i've never been to jersey never been in boston I, I, don't, I don't know if i if i ever just in general if i got married i don't know if i would do it in new jersey i think i'd like to do it somewhere a little nicer than that
0: yeah boston smart Park. we'll see y'all okay. later peace